0: It's Chelsea Van Buskirk with the Heart AF podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Today I'm 35. Woohoo! It's my birthday. Super excited. Um, singing all the birthday songs to myself today. So yeah, 35. I feel pretty adult. I feel like that is the age where you can officially be like, no, I, I'm definitely an adult. Like I am one of those adultier adults. Still, there are more adult adults than. Myself. But yeah, I feel like 35 is a good age. Makes me feel, anyway, that I'm legitimate. You know, I feel like I always hang out with older groups. So I was always the youngest. And so I tended to think of myself as less than or feeling like I didn't get as much respect because I was younger. So 35 feels like it's a legit age where maybe more people will take me seriously because guess what? I'm an adult and I'm 35. So yeah, I actually was walking and talking with a friend who also turned 35 this year recently. And we were walking and talking and I'm like, holy shit. This means that I was 15, 20 years ago wait, 20 years ago, I was 15. And that was the point where it really sunk in just how old 35 is. Relatively, 35 is young, right? In my head, when I think of turning 35, like I said, I was pretty excited about it. But putting that relation to it, knowing that I can remember a lot of things from when I was 15 and knowing that was 20 years ago, makes it sound like that was a long time ago. Like when you think of A parameter of 20 years, that feels like an extremely long amount of time. Like that was more traumatizing, you know, when you think of getting older and you come to these realizations and maybe having some big feelings about getting older. Like that was the moment where I had some big feelings, where it was a a realization of, wow, yeah, man, I am getting older, right? There has been a lot that has happened since I was 15, right? And another year, it's good. I mean, every year that you have a birthday, it's a great day because it's another year that you've been alive. It's another year that you've had life experiences. I know for myself, there's been lots of hard things I've gone through in my life, which I'm sure most people also have gone through many hardships along their life journey as well. And birthdays give you this chance to reflect a bit. And I think 35 is that age. Like when you get to those 30, 35, 40, like those big years tend to be really good reflection points. I think the first big birthday is 18 and you're an adult. And then you have a nice jump in a couple of years at your 21st birthday where you're finally able to legally drink alcohol. And then after that, your next birthday is 25. So you hit some big milestones as you get into adulthood. You got 18, 21, and then 25. You're like, oh, shit, I'm a quarter of a century old now. This is a big deal. Like, I feel like that's the first age where you're like, wow, I'm actually not a teenager anymore. I'm actually an adult. And then you hit 30, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm out of my 20s. I'm in that next bracket. Now I'm in my 30s. That's adulthood. And now here I am at 35. This is adulthood, right? (laughs) Like... Each little milestone. And I'm sure when I hit 40, it's going to be like, oh, shit, now it's really starting to feel like I'm getting old. No, just kidding. I have a lot of friends in their 40s and they're the same, right? Like, I feel like there's a rage of ages. You're all the same. And really, age is just a number, right? Like, I feel like you're only as old as you feel. And honestly, a lot of times I still feel like a teenager and I also still act like one in certain moments. So. Anyway, what I thought was really cool is I happened to come across this note I wrote five years ago in 2017. So that was a big year for me. It was a big transitional year. There was a lot of things going on. I was kind of coming out of 2016 into 2017 trying to start a business for myself. I really had this ambitious goal of creating something that was mine. I was a beach body coach for a long time. If you guys are familiar with that company, still a great company. I'm still a part of it. But when I first started in 2012, I really like went full on and did the whole coaching thing and grew a team and all this. And around 2016, I was having a lot of um, body image issues and I had done some bodybuilding competitions and I was coming out of that and realizing I had a lot of body dysmorphia. I had a binge eating disorder. And that wasn't really the space for me to be having a business. And as I was still healing my own food struggles. And at that time, I was really against like this diet culture and a lot of different programs that had affected me and my body image and dieting issues and my binge eating. So I was trying to start a business that wasn't affiliated with any other business. I really didn't want to sell people products. Like I wanted to step away from that. I wanted to focus on just helping people, being real, sharing my struggles, and and sharing how I'm getting through my struggles, helping other people that might be having similar struggles. And I think that message and my ambitions still hold true to that core value or what my intentions are in creating something for myself. Over the years, my ways have evolved and I actually got into real estate in 2017 and that spiraled into a whole other business. And here I am today. But what I thought was interesting is in 2017, I was in a business creation, I I guess you could say workshop or like a course. And it was specifically made for moms who wanted to create a business for themselves. So it was awesome because it was specific to moms, women who had a passion for creating a business for themselves, but also had the responsibility of being a mom and how to navigate being a mom while creating a business simultaneously. And so it was really perfect for me and where I was at at that time. Anyway, this note. One of the activities we did through this business group was the airport test, if I remember right. But essentially it was where you want to be in five years or what do you want to see in your life in five years. And so in 2017, I had written down that I wanted a business of my own that was for my creation. That was really the biggest piece for me is that I wanted to have something that was my own, that came from me, something that I created, that I was passionate about, and I wanted to have a business in that. I also wrote that I was hoping to have a third baby who would be about two to three years old. Another thing I wrote down in that list was having a beach house in Hawaii that we would be living in our uh, dream home with mountain views. And then the last thing I wrote was having a good relationship with my husband. So it was really interesting that I just found that and I was like, holy shit, this was literally five years ago in 2017. And how crazy that all these things have come true. I shit you not like we have our baby and he's a boy and he's three. So that came into fruition. I'm doing my business and it's taken me a lot of different twists and turns and, you know, changing my mind and and going different routes. But I finally am stepping into exactly what I want to do, which one is doing this podcast it's writing my book and it's not selling products or selling things like that. that has not ever really been a desire of mine. I just have a desire to speak and share my stories and build relationships with people and help people in some way improve their lives or help people in ways where they're struggling in their life to help improve their lives or inspire people. That's really my goal. It's not to sell anybody anything. And there's nothing wrong with selling people stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against any sales business. I think those are great. And I'm a consumer. I get sold all the time. Like I buy stuff. So nothing against that. Just for me, that has never been a goal of mine. I guess, you know, once I get my book out there, obviously that's something I'm gonna be selling. But Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing that everything on this list has come to fruition. So in 2020, we bought the house that we're in now. And that was, I mean, this is crazy how this house came about because at that time... We were at a crossroads where we were possibly thinking of relocating to Florida, which was going to be a big deal. And so I had written down in my notebook like this dream home that I had in my mind. And it was going to have enough bedrooms for all of our kids. I was going to have a space to have an office and we would have a guest room. And the other things I wanted was to be near a park. And I wanted a hot tub, a pool, and a play set. And originally, when I was writing this down, I'm thinking a Florida house with a pool in the backyard and everything. Anyway, I had written this down and we were talking about it. And then my husband saw this house that we're in now come up and we went to go look at it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this house is perfect. It had all the rooms we wanted. The neighborhood was beautiful. It was walking distance to a playground park for the kids. It had a community pool that was walking distance just a few houses down. The house came with a hot tub and a play set. It had a huge yard. It was amazing. And looking back, I saw this note and I was like, holy shit. I literally said like our dream house with mountain views. So we don't really have direct mountain views, but in my bathroom window, I get a great shot. And in our backyard and in my husband's office, he's got a nice shot of the mountains. So it still does have a mountain view. Maybe not exactly what I was thinking when I wrote that. I mean, I don't know, but it just is so crazy to me that actually manifested and came true. And again, it knocked all those things that I had written on that note paper in 2020 before we bought this house. When we were making that decision, whether or not we were relocating or staying in Colorado, it's like this house came up and it checked every single one of those boxes I had written down for myself about our dream home. And then the other thing I wrote about the Hawaii beach house. So this is another really crazy story because I think at this time we had been to Hawaii once we had been to, or maybe I'd been twice in my life before, but as a family with my husband, we'd been once we went to Oahu and did Waikiki and that whole thing, which was lovely. And we had a great time. And I wrote down that I would like to have a beach house in Hawaii someday, which is just weird. And I think the other reason why maybe I wrote Hawaii was because my mom and actually my half brother, my ex-stepdad and my other half sister all still live on the island of Kauai. My mom had lived on Kauai for a, a number of years and I never visited her there and I still never been to Kauai this day. I will make it happen. <laughs> but, you know, I just feel like there's a part of my family that has this Hawaii thing, right? And so that would be a dream to have a house in Hawaii. Well, in 2018, we took a trip as a family to Maui and we fell in love with Maui and we had split our vacation into staying in an Airbnb for half the time and then staying at a regular, you know, kind of hotel on the beach. So we stayed in two different areas of the island. So if you're not familiar with Maui, there's a couple different sides of the island And and our first trip, we stayed at an Airbnb in Kihei, which is on the southern tip of the island. And then we stayed in Kanapali, which is on the west side of the island, which is very um, touristy. There's a lot of like hotels there. Anyway, on that trip, we just fell in love and we loved our experience staying in the Airbnb, which was in Kihei. And we also fell in love with the area. It's the southern part of Maui. I feel like it gives you like a local vibe, not really resorts. It's more um, vacation rentals. So a lot of condos and some of them are on the beach and stuff. It's just beautiful. And we stayed at this one condo that was just right across the street from kind of this little beach that's more for locals. So not like these big touristy spots. We met a realtor while we were there and we were talking to her because we thought this would be really great to have a condo that we could do a vacation rental out of just like the one that we stayed in. And so- we met this realtor at an open house. We stayed in touch with her, and we kept our eyes open and and looked at things as they came up for over a year. And it wasn't until the end of 2018 when we finally found one that happened to pop up in the same complex we had stayed in. So we made an offer, and we got it. We got our first investment property there. And I think originally we thought we'd probably use the same people that we had booked through as a property management service, and then we found out how much they charge and so my husband's like, why don't we just try to do this on our own and see how it goes. And so it was very much a learning curve of a process. We learned a lot. It wasn't pretty, but since we closed on that first one in Kihei, February of 2019, it's now, it's my fucking birthday. I should know the date. Now we're in September of 2022 and we now have five condos on the island of Maui. We have two in Lahaina and Surrey and Kihei. And then we now have two other beach properties, condos in Florida and the Destin area, Fort Walton beach area. I mean, it's just crazy that I literally wrote down 2017 with just thinking like, wouldn't that be cool to have a beach house? I would love to have a beach house. And now fast forward five years later, we have seven. I don't think when I wrote that down, I was thinking they would be these short-term investment properties. And I sure didn't think that I would be the one that would be managing them all from Colorado, but here we are. So I think it goes to show that it's really cool if you can take the time to, whether it's a birthday or just a random Tuesday, like writing out goals that you have for yourself and maybe giving yourself timelines. Like this is where I want to see myself in five years. This is where I want to see myself in 10 years. And then when you can go back and look and see how much of these things actually manifested for yourself. I think it's important to write down things that are believable for you, that you believe that you can do because that's a big piece of being able to manifest anything for yourself and reaching goals is actually believing that you can do them. My husband is a great example of this and it cracks me up because I don't think he knows how great of a manifester he actually is because I think he's not the type of guy that really believes so much maybe in the law of attraction or manifesting, but. What's funny is he does, and he does it without even knowing that's what he's doing. But from the time I've met him, he's always known that he was going to hit these specific goals as far as building a business and the type of income that he wanted in his life. Like he saw that and he believed that for himself. He would tell me that as, you know, a teenager, he would drive by these neighborhoods of million dollar homes and he would say to himself, If there's this many millionaires out there who can afford to live in these homes, then that's possible for me too. And I think that's how you have to look at your own life. Like if you see other people having and doing and being the things that you want for yourself, then you need to use that as your permission slip that that's possible for you too. And then believing that it's possible for you too. And then writing this stuff down, creating vision boards, like all that stuff really works. It really does. Like I have a vision board. Up here for me for this year and things are happening. Like I'm putting things in place. Like it doesn't mean you just write it down and and just hope for the best, right? Like that's not how it works. But it's having that belief and then taking these actions again with our vacation rentals. Like that was a total risk. Like I talk to people all the time, especially when I was more working in real estate. Like people are scared to take that leap and to do investment properties. Like it's scary for a lot of people. And I told them, you know, it was scary for us too, but we took that risk. And now our rental income makes way more than what I was making as a real estate agent. And I'm working a fraction of the time. Like even self-managing it, I probably work maybe 10 to 15 hours a week on the rental management stuff. Like it's not bad. Some of the jobs are annoying and I do complain to my husband a lot about it because- I'm really horrible at customer service and running a business because I typically sympathize with our people and it's hard for me. I get taken advantage of, I'll say that. And it's hard for me to compartmentalize or not get offended and things. So I have to work harder at that. And I'm sure my job would be a lot easier as far as management goes. But I'm just saying that going after your dreams is scary and it does involve taking risks. It involves like taking actions that are scary. And when you start doing something new, like, are you gonna be great? No, like I'm starting this podcast. Is the first episode great? No, it's not. Like I gave my simple explanation of what the podcast was gonna be, but my editing sucked. But you know, I'm gonna show up every week and I'm gonna continue to learn and get better. And maybe one day I'll get to the point where I can pass off my episodes to get professionally edited. But until then, I'm gonna edit them myself and it's going to be what it is. And it's just going to grow and evolve over time. And I'll get better at speaking more clearly and not having to edit as much or getting the episodes more fluent or better for my audience. You know, those are things I'm going to learn over time. So the intention of this episode was one to say, hey, it's my birthday. And also just this cool thing about writing your goals and how things can unfold for you. I think I will do another episode that's maybe a little bit more detailed on how to manifest or more about the law of attraction, but for now, I think it's just really cool that if you want to take the time and write out some things for yourself, like where do you see yourself in five years and write that down. I went ahead since I had found that note from 2017, the, the year I turned 30, and reflecting and then seeing how much stuff had played out, I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. I always knew I wanted to share that one example of this house we're in because I thought that was insane, that the fact that I wrote all that stuff down and I... I was thinking it was gonna be a Florida house that we found and then it ended up being a Colorado house. I think that's the thing we have to keep in mind too, is that when we have these goals for ourselves, it may not happen the way we think it will. You know, like when I wrote down a Hawaii house, I wasn't thinking that it was gonna be this whole new revenue stream for us. I didn't know this was gonna be a whole new business venture of us having vacation rentals. I had no idea that's what. Was going to manifest from this. That wasn't my goal when I wrote it down. I just wrote down a beach house. So you just never know how things are going to turn out. You might have a goal of reaching a certain income level. Maybe when you're first writing that goal, it's in your current situation. You feel like you want to grow your income by doing X, Y, Z. But then turns out you do grow your income, but it came By way of ABC, like you just don't know exactly how things are going to unfold for you or how things are actually going to turn out, but you get the same result, right? And I think what is meant for you is there for you. And again, it has to do with your belief in it and knowing that whatever you want is already here. And if you know that and believe that, then you don't need to worry about the how and when it's going to happen. You just have to have that belief. You need to take actions and do things to help get yourself there and then being okay when things don't go exactly as you plan them, but to stay confident and knowing that it's going to show up for you. Like I can use my book as another example. I've known I wanted to write a book forever and I finally jumped in and, and started working on it and I joined a writer's workshop community And I've been in that for over a year and been kind of like in and out of it. And they offered a four-day intensive workshop and I decided to sign up for it. And it was the first time I actually showed up and was physically present for each day of the virtual workshop, which is unheard of. I've signed up for so many workshops and just have never showed up. I plan to watch the recording. 90% 90% of the time, I never do. This was the first time I showed up and went every single day. And I got so much information from this workshop and inspired me like, I'm going to do this, right? And so with this workshop, you're given the opportunity to submit a book proposal to a publisher. And this publisher happens to be my dream publisher. And normally, you cannot submit a proposal to them unless you have a literary agent. So being a part of this workshop, you get kind of this green light to submit a book proposal without having a literary agent. And so I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then I got to thinking they had another submission opportunity for anybody who was part of the writer's community, which I had been a part of for the year. And I'm like, oh, well, that deadline's sooner. Maybe I'll get it done by then. And so I got my book proposal done, and I submitted it with that submission window. I was sure I was going to get picked. I mean, I was so sure. Like, I know that my book is meant for this publisher. I know it. I believe it. I can see it. I did not get chosen in that book proposal submission. I was up against 200 other some sub- people that had submitted their proposal. So You know, that's a lot. And I'm sure a lot of them were very good. Some of them are probably working on the proposals for years. I've been working on mine for six weeks. So I decided that's okay. I'm going to refine my proposal and resubmit it on this other submission deadline that's happening here next month. And so that's my plan. It'll be just for people who attended the workshop. So it should be a smaller pool of people that submit and we'll see what happens. And I'm confident that one way or the other, my book will be published. I know that for a fact. And I also know that one day, I will be a published author through the publishing house I'm meant to be in. So my belief right now is that it's going to be with this specific publisher, but you know, maybe in the future it's not. Maybe there's a, another publisher that's even better for my book. I don't know, but I do know that one day my book's going to be published and I'm going to keep working on it. I'll see what happens with this submission, and then I'll you know continue to finish my book and get it published one way or the other, like it's happening. And you guys can follow me along through this story and this ride and see how this goes. Like it takes a long time to get a book out into the world. Um, Right now I'm still working on the the manuscript, working my way through it. And so yeah, once I get that finished, we'll see what happens on the publishing side. And we'll see what happens with this proposal submission here in October. I'll find out what happens in December. So it's a 60 day waiting period, which is really fun um, way to exercise my patience on finding out the results of that submission. And if I don't get chosen, totally fine. I just know that it means there's something better that's coming or whatever is meant to be is still there. I still believe and know that I'm going to be a published author no matter what. This book is getting published and I'm going to keep working on my book and I'm going to take each opportunity I have. And so I have this opportunity to submit this proposal to my ideal publisher and I'm going to step back and let the universe handle the rest and what's meant to be is meant to be. I'm confident in the end result happening the way it's meant to. I definitely felt some feelings when I didn't get picked, right? Like that's real, but it was quick lived. Like I quickly got over it because I knew I had another opportunity. And I still had that faith in that knowing that my book is going to be in the world. I know that it's needed. I know that I'm going to get it out there one way or the other. Anyway, if you guys don't know, all my podcast episodes are also video podcasts, and they are always uploaded to YouTube the same day that they come out on the podcasting services. So if you ever want to see my face and my expressions and my hand-talking movements, you can see the videos on YouTube. So that's fun. I think you can just search my name and find me, Chelsea Van Buskirk, which is just like it sounds. People like to mess that up, but it's Van like the car, Bus like the car, and Kirk like Captain Kirk all one word Van Buskirk and you can also find me on my website chelseavanbuskirk.com there's a contact me form if you guys ever want to give me a shout give me some questions you want me to talk about on an upcoming episode give me feedback or if you have any comments on any episode you've listened to or you just want to say hi you can also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at chelsea.com Van Buskirk on those social media platforms. So do me a favor, write out today, whenever you're listening to this, when you, when you have a moment to grab a piece of paper, I want you to write out what do you see for your life in five years? And hold on to that, put it in the notes section of your phone, put the date 2022. I see myself in five years, blank, blank, blank. Like put five things. You can even categorize it where you see yourself in your relationships, your career, and your spirituality, in your health, wellness, income, whatever. Put those little bullet points down where you see yourself in five years and then see what happens in five years and see if you achieve those things. Keep that in the back of your mind. I just think it's so fucking trippy and really also fucking awesome that these things have happened. I think you guys are all awesome. Thank you. I'm so thankful. Every week I get new downloads. People are, are coming to the podcast. And I think it's just so amazing. I just thank you so much for helping me grow this. Next week, we're doing the drawing for the $50 Amazon gift cards. If you haven't heard, you still have a chance to enter. You just got to DM me. Let me know if you've shared, subscribed, rated, or reviewed the podcast, followed it, whatever you've done, like, let me know. I'm trying to grow it and I appreciate you guys so much. So if you're helping me out with sharing something, I want to pay it forward and enter you in a drawing to win that $50 gift card. So next week's the Q&A episode. So I'm going to be going over some of the questions I received and just answering those. So if you have something that you are thinking of asking, please don't be afraid to like send me a DM on social media, hit me up on my website submit me a question and I'll I'll get it on the show and we'll dissect that question. I'll answer it to the best of my ability. And yeah, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to all my other Virgos out there in the world. And yeah, this is 35. See you next week. Peace.